Welcome to Daily Read. You're listening to a podcast designed to bring you God's Word, read aloud with space to reflect and pray. Today, we continue our series through the Gospel of Mark. In today's passage, Jesus pulls back the veil on what he's headed towards. The disciples are probably expecting Jesus to roll up into Jerusalem and take over as king, kick out the Romans, and rule with justice and some pretty sweet miracles. But what he says has to happen next shocks the disciples and raises the bar for what it will take to follow Jesus. There's a famous verse in this passage that's translated pretty unfortunately in the NIV. In chapter 8, verses 35 through 37, Jesus says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Then he goes on to say, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The trouble with the translation is around the word soul because in the Greek, it's the same Greek word that was used just a couple of verses before that's translated as life. And this is probably because of the influence of the King James Version and wouldn't be a problem except that the word soul has come to mean something very different than the word life in our day. The word that Mark uses is a physical and embodied word that talks about our being. What Jesus is getting at is that following him is going to involve pain, suffering, and will cost us our very lives. Many of us won't be killed because we're Christians, but Jesus might ask us to give up our comfort, to be redirected in our career, to uproot our family, to say yes to things we might not want to say yes to, and to say no to things that we'd really rather say yes to. Graciously, Jesus doesn't want to give his disciples the wrong impression. Following him will cost them everything, and he's doing the same for us today. Don't be fooled by the siren's call of our generation and our culture. Following Jesus will require us to give up many of the securities that we hold dear. We have to allow him to be our security. So today, I'm going to replace the word soul with life so we don't slip into the Gnostic, dualistic, and disembodied trap, but rather consider the real, gritty, physical, and therefore far more powerful and redemptive invitation from Jesus. As you listen, remember that Jesus just came from healing a blind man in two stages. At first, he could see but not very clearly, and then Jesus had to touch him again. And as you listen, consider the ways that Jesus might want to disrupt your expectations of who he is and reveal the real picture, the true picture of who he is and the invitation and the life that he's calling you into. Listen now to Mark chapter 8, verses 27 through Mark chapter 9, verses 1 from the New International Version, adapted to include life. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. 
But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me in the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their life? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their life? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. He then said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. As you listen to the passage again, take note of how the disciples respond to Jesus. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their life? 
Or what can anyone give in exchange for their life? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. This is the word of the Lord. What moment in this passage challenged you the most? Can you empathize with Peter's rebuke of Jesus? Have you ever thought the way of Jesus was a bad idea? Be honest. How do you try to save your life rather than lose it? And are you willing to follow Jesus if picking up a cross is what it will require? Lord, have mercy on us as we try to follow you. Holy Spirit, come, animate us, fill us with your power to be able to follow you in this way. We want to give you our whole lives. So come. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to another episode of Daily Red.
So it is our hope that you are encountering the living God as you listen to these podcast episodes. And as you do that, especially with challenging passages like today, we want to know how we can pray for you. So we've placed a link in our show notes under the heading, How We Can Pray For You or Process With You. And you can click there and it'll go to a quick form where you can drop a prayer request in. You can do that anonymously or you can leave your information and we'll get back with you, pray for you, with you, process with you, whatever you need. Uh, It's there in the show notes. Daily Red is an InterVarsity podcast designed to bring you God's word, read aloud with space to reflect and pray. I'm your host, Clayton. Thanks so much for listening.